Welcome to the next 23. If you are new, this is where I share all of the adventures of navigating a new life as a single 40-something after 23 years of marriage. The good and the scary, the weird and the ridiculous. There is no plan. God knows there is no strategy or roadmap for this podcast or the next half of my life. I'm just diving in, breath held, fingers crossed, and no expectations. As Brene Brown said, courage is to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. These are my stories. Hi, friends. Welcome back to The Next 23. It has been a long, long, long time since I have recorded and posted a podcast. It's been a summer. It's been a very good and busy and hectic and amazing summer filled with all the college friends being back in town and being back home and teenagers that are finally finished with their junior year and rolling into senior year. And it's just, I have truly just spent the time enjoying all of that and not really worrying about a schedule or posting, you know, every week. So I am sorry if you have been wanting to hear from me and I have disappointed you in that, but I'm not sorry that I have truly enjoyed this whole summer with my kids and their friends and everything that summer should be. So anyway, just wanted to start this off with an apology, a sorry, not sorry, if you will, but not in a rude, snarky way, just an honest way. And second apology is I actually have COVID and have a massive head cold so that this might not sound all that great uh, because I am super stuffy and sneezy. But it is what it is, given we are still dealing with pandemic COVID shit all the time. However, I did want to talk about something this week because this this is a big week. So this week, my daughter went back to school on Monday, so the beginning of the week, to start her senior year. And if you guys have been with me from the beginning, you know how many feelings I am having about about her senior year. You know that the countdown has started in my mind and in my heart that I have one more year with my daughter before she leaves for college. And even as I say those words, I'm about to start crying. So I'm going to move on because I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm not ready to publicly cry about that yet. I have silently cried often and many times And so much so that, you know, I tried to warn my daughter that the countdown was starting and it meant I'd probably be just staring at her a lot, you know, moving forward. And she said that has already started. I've been doing that subconsciously for a while, I think all summer. So that's that. On the the sunny side of that situation, though, she is so happy. She has started her senior year. She's so happy junior year is behind her. She crushed it. She killed it. She finished that out in such a beautiful, amazing way, even though it was the hardest year of her life. And she has just come into her own and she is so excited about just enjoying every second of senior year. And so I am definitely trying to ride that vibe wave with her and I am desperately trying to enjoy every single second of her senior year 
along with her because it's going to be amazing. So that happened Monday. She went back to school. In two days from now, my son goes back to college. And so the flip side of all the emotions is that he is, you know, about to leave again for school. And that brings back all the memories from last year. It brings forward a whole host of new emotions because, you know, I've enjoyed every second of the summer with him and it's been amazing. And now he's headed back to sophomore year at Florida State and I could not be more proud of him. I'm so excited for what the next few years are going to be for him. He starts his film program. He starts the film school at Florida State in two days. And I know he is super excited and I am thrilled for him. So that's all the good emotions, but I'm also dealing with the sad heartbreak of, you know, again, having to say goodbye in a couple days. So I can't even say those words out loud in public right now. So I'm going to move on. So it's been a week. Let me just say that. It has been a week filled with crazy emotions on top of COVID, on top of a crazy head cold, super stuffy, super sneezy. But you know what? That's life, you guys. That is, that's basically how life happens, right? That is just everything that that life is about all i feel like wrapped up into one week and then the the other piece of it is i had a bonus kid this summer who came to stay with us one of my son's roommates from college last year who came to stay with us and i absolutely 100% fell in love with this kid he is amazing and wonderful and he just kind of rounded out our family and our summer and we had so much fun together and such a great summer. And I'm so privileged and proud to know him and to have him in my life from now until the end of time. And he left last weekend. So it's been a whirlwind of emotion. So all that, just a caveat, I'm not really sure where this podcast is is truly headed and what kind of emotions and feelings and vibes you're going to get from it. But I figured it was time to to put one back out into the world and hopefully start that cadence again. I'm about to be down to just me and, and Betty White the pup for half the week and with my daughter in senior year and loving every second of it and working and school and all that. I'm probably going to be down to me and Betty White for most of the week. So uh, I think we're going to get back onto the cadence of, of posting a podcast. So I did hear something earlier this week that really resonated with me. And it was a comment about, I don't even remember, again, I'm going to call it COVID brain, but I don't remember where I heard it. I don't remember what context I heard it in, but this one small phrase has made me think about the past year and this next year coming up. And the phrase was, I have a house, but not a home. And that has really hit deep in my heart and in my soul because for like the past, I don't know, 10 years of my marriage, I felt like we had a house and we had this beautiful house and this great life, but it never quite felt like a home. And if you've been here for a while, you know, I've talked about how there was not a lot of peace in my the end of my marriage the last decade there wasn't a lot of, there was really no happiness in it. And 
those are the two qualities that I feel like really make a home, peace and happiness. And while this past year, I really truly feel like that has been created in this house that I'm still living in. So so when we were going through the divorce and mapping everything out, I stayed in the house and he moved out. And the deal that we made, which was, I will say, very gracious of my ex-husband, is that I could stay in the house until my daughter graduated from high school. So basically for two years. And then after she graduated in that, after that summer in September, I would just figure out what I needed to do to pay him the half of the value of the house. So he basically, we live in Georgia. It's a, it's a 50-50 split state. So again, everything about our divorce was pretty amicable. So we kind of just split everything 50-50. And, and, but he agreed to delay the splitting of the house for two years so that our daughter could, you know, stay in this house for the last two years of her high school career. So, which was, was really, really nice and generous of him. So that being said, I am halfway through that two-year period. So in one year, so a year from next month, a year from September, I will have to make the decision of either selling the house and moving to give him half the value of the house or somehow in this next year make a shit ton of money so that I don't move but yet can afford to pay him half the value of the house. So I that's been on my mind. That has definitely been, you know, heavy and and in the front of all my thinking for a while now, especially given the crazy housing market. Every Six hours, I go back and forth between, oh my God, I should sell the house right now to get a lot of money out of it, but holy crap, I can't afford to live anywhere else, and oh my gosh, I need to stay in the school district where her high school is because I don't want to rock that boat or risk that, and oh my God, I don't want to leave my house. I, I love it because I love my neighborhood and all my friends, but oh my God, it would be so nice to start fresh and get rid of all the ghosts that just sort of seem to walk around this house every single day. You guys, it's so, it's such a mind fuck. Like, I'm sorry about the language, but it is a total mind fuck with this house. Like I, I don't even know what to do. And then I have my son who is packing up for college, but is also packing up his lifelong belongings and going through them and, you know, putting the things he wants to save because they mean a lot to him, or he might want them for his kids in one section of his room. And then the other section, it's like things that I can just get rid of because he doesn't want me to have to do that if indeed I sell the house sometime this year while he is in college and can't be here to help me with that. I mean, it just, the the thinking of this kid and the thoughtfulness and the the generosity and the like that's got to be hard for him too cuz he is my kid that values tradition and loves this house and loves all the memories that we've made in it and yet he is still doing these things to make it easier for me even though i know it's got to be hard for him so again total mindfuck around this house <laughs> so when i heard the statement or quote or comment again i can't remember where about the house is not a home. 
it just made me realize that this past year, this house has become my home. And it's not the four walls. It's not the actual house, although I have done a lot to it. So I kind of dig it now. (laughs) And even my half projects that are still half projects and half done, I've I've done the work to make it mine, so I do really, really love it. It's not it's not the house itself. It's the feeling. It's the peace. It's the happiness. It's the joy. It's my family. It's my friends that come over. It's, it's Betty White, the puppy. It's all the things that I have overcome and, and gone through this year successfully and bravely and with some hesitation and with a lot of uncertainty. And I am just really, I'm just really proud of myself for every single day of this past year and how I've been able to make my life my home. I've been able to make my kids and my family and my friends my home. And while yes, we have so many memories in this house and so many traditions, and even we've made new traditions this year, which are kind of amazing. I'm really working hard to remind myself that home isn't just four walls. Home isn't bricks and driveways that, by the way, have to be power washed, apparently, or you're going to get a letter from your HOA, <laughs> which happened this a couple weeks ago. But home is, is how you make people feel. Home is the people you invite into your life and you allow to sit at your table and snuggle on your couch and cry with you and brainstorm how to get through hard seasons. And home is is that feeling that you have knowing that you are loved and knowing that even if you are by yourself, you're never alone. And you guys... That is a feeling that that I now have. I do still struggle sometimes with, you know, triggers and past trauma of not actually being alone and not being by myself, but feeling so incredibly lonely. So I I regularly have to remind myself that even if I am physically alone and it's just me and Betty White, the puppy in this house, I am never alone. I am so loved and I have so many friends and family that would be here for me no matter what. And that is everything. That is absolutely everything. And if you're not in that place right now, I also want to tell you that it can change. You can find that in your life. And and I know that because my family grew by one this summer. And again, my bonus kid that came to stay with us, I I grew my family by one without having to be pregnant and have kids or adopt or anything. And and it was magical and amazing and and beautiful and wonderful. And it can happen for anybody as long as you're willing to open your front door and open your heart and open your arms and embrace people who might need you. Embrace people who want to help you. Embrace people who love you and care about you. And embrace people that you have something to give to them. And that is is what I've learned this whole year of 
single adulting, this, this first year of being on my own, I've learned that while I'm on my own, technically, I'm so not alone and I've never felt less lonely in my life. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So as I still struggle with what am I going to do with this house? And I have a year to figure that out. So year two of this divorce journey is going to be very much about what does that next step look like from an actual physical living situation. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's going to be some other fun and exciting things that happen. And by the way, my one year anniversary of single adulting officially by myself was July 10th. So it was basically a month ago and it was a really great anniversary. It was something I celebrated, something I was super proud of myself for. So we are officially, while the divorce hasn't officially been official for a full year, that'll be in September, I am full on into year two of this new next 23. And I'm really, really excited to see where it goes. I hope you join me. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to The Next 23 with me, Kelly Taylor. I'll be sharing my stories each week and would love for you to come back if you feel this time makes your day better in some way. If it does, and you do, please like it and let me know. If it doesn't, that's okay too. You don't have to tell me. I won't mind. It's fine.